0: Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul
1: Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 213 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. And today, we're going to be talking about compression garments. We're going to be talking about, you know, how they work, who needs them, and we're going to be interviewing our special guest, Hunter Hubler, who is going to be helping us out with this topic. Um, we'll be chatting about the different types of compression garments there are out there, how compression works. We'll talk about some of the best features in a good compression garment. We'll go over if a person should have a custom fitting or a non-custom fitting talk about tips on how to put the bloody things on because we all have had our experiences with that and uh, we'll talk about the different diagnoses that we treat with compression and so much more but before we get started I'd just like to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more.
0: Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority.
1: Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions.
0: Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedcorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore.
1: And we keep you moving forward. Hello and welcome back everyone. So before we get started today, I just want to give a shout out to our new co-sponsor MedBridge. Okay, now MedBridge contacted me the other day and said, would you like to be an affiliate? And then I said, would you like to be a sponsor? They said, absolutely. They jumped on right away and I'm totally stoked about this new affiliation. So now I have MedBridge and MedCore on my side. The collaboration has been outstanding and uh for for all three of us and so we're all helping each other out and it's really getting a lot of great information out to the public and um to all of you medical providers now for those of you who are not familiar with medbridge uh they offer online education for pt ot speech language athletic training uh students they have home exercise programs this company does an awesome job with their online products. And you can learn at a, at a fraction of the price, you know, at the comfort of your own home. So be sure to stick with me till the end of the podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about our collaboration and I'll be able to offer you a, a discount that they are allowing me to offer our listeners, uh, which is going to save you a ton of cash. And uh, I think you're really going to like their program. So um, with that being said, uh, we have with us Hunter Hubler, uh, Hunter has been a fitter and care coordinator at MedCorp Professionals for about a year and a half. She uh, she gained her mastectomy fitter certification through BOC in November 2020. Hunter earned her BS at James Madison University, as well as an MED and EDS at Worcester State University. These years were scattered with several diverse internships related to providing physical and mental health services for children and adults in home outpatient and inpatient settings after some time working as a school psychologist she left the position to pursue a career that would allow her to spend more time helping people directly becoming part of the team at med professionals has provided endless opportunities for growth and connections with other professionals throughout maine servicing patients with post mastectomy products compression and other dme provides hunter with the gratification of helping people get what they need to keep moving forward so Welcome to the show, Hunter.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. Um, You know, this is something that we've been listening to and tuning in. And so, you know, it's an exciting opportunity to be a part of.
1: Well, great. Thank you so much for, for coming on. And, um, you know, I use compression a lot. I'm a super huge advocate of this, uh, you know, especially lower extremity compression. I don't do a lot of upper extremity. It's just not something I see a lot of, but I still want to talk about it a little bit today, if you don't mind. And, um, you know, I I always think about if I were to have surgery, if I were to have knee surgery or foot and ankle surgery, would I want to have compression? And the answer is yes. And the reason that is, is because I see so many patients that have compression who seem to do so much better than those who don't and um so but you know i as much as i like talking about compression using compression i really am not an expert in the use of compression garments so that's why i asked hunter to be on the show with me today so can we let's start with just the basics how does a compression garment work
0: yeah, so I will preface. I don't know. I think expert might be a bit of a stretch, Paul, but i I mean, I have my coworkers to thank here. um Amanda Niles and Susan Price. those two have been their um fitters here as well, and they have imparted so much knowledge and taught me so much about the world of compression to where, you know, I can get on and talk about things like this and um, have allowed me to shadow a lot of appointments. And I mean, now I'm seeing patients on my own and everything, Um, but it's amazing. I mean, the world of compression, you know, I, I think it's kind of a simple concept in the fact that it's stuff you put on your body to give it pressure and support, you know, what's already happening in the body. But really, it's this amazing complex world of its own. Um, so really, I mean to your to your question, um, compression is really the stuff that we sell here is going to be medically graded compression. so, If you're thinking about stockings at the ankle, it's going to have the most compression or the most pressure, and then as that stocking goes up, that compression level starts to go down, and that's what gives it, you know, that pump effect. So it's helping your veins in your legs, your lymphatic vessels, anything that's carrying fluid, blood, what have you. um, It's helping pump and push up to fight against gravity and get back up to the heart or the lymph nodes or you know where it can start to be. Cycled and processed through the body like it should be.
1: Sure, sure. Now let's talk about the different body parts. How many body parts can you put compression on?
0: Anywhere. (laughs) Um, So, believe it or not, um, you know, as you mentioned, the extremities, so arms, legs, hands, feet, um, there's compression for all of those body parts. And then we also do compression for head and neck. Um, A lot of times we'll see patients with, um, they may be esophageal cancer where they need some compression on their neck to help with that, um, the healing and getting some of that edema out. Um, And then we also do like compression bras for patients who have had a mastectomy, lumpectomy, anything that, you know, some type of surgery that's going to upset that lymphatic system and and cause swelling as well. Um, We do torso garments around the abdomen um, and then you know everything in between. So really, you name it, and surprisingly, there is a compression garment that can address that area.
1: Right, right. So I assume lots of measurements um, to get them in those those correct areas. So let's talk about some of the diagnoses. What are some of the diagnoses you see commonly for um, that you have to put compression on?
0: Yeah. So I would say the top two um, are going to be kind of your run of the mill venous insufficiency. So for one reason or another. People are at a point in their life where the veins in their legs just are needing some assistance. So over time, as we're on our feet and, you know, walking, running, working, whatever it may be, um, that puts stress on the veins. So they start to expand and get looser. And so the valves that help naturally pump that blood up and back to the heart um, just aren't working as efficiently as efficiently. So um, whether they're completely failing and causing the blood to kind of really pool and sometimes can lead to things like deep vein thrombosis. So those blood clots that are a big concern. Um, I'm sure you see that a lot with post op patients. So you know on that same note, um, I think you know thinking about those different diagnoses. Um, And then also thinking about compression for healthy people too, who, you know, may just be recovering from a surgery or maybe they're an athlete and they want to, you know, have that compression for added healing and, um, you know, after a tough workout or recovery. Um, And then the other big diagnosis we see is lymphedema. So whether that is primary or, you know, they had it congenitally from birth and it's something that they've dealt with through their life. Um, But more common is secondary lymphedema. So a lot of times we see, for example, breast cancer patients who have had a mastectomy or a lumpectomy, and maybe they had some nodes removed under their arm. Um, so, So a lot of these patients will see both prophylactically. So, you know, maybe that swelling or that lymphedema isn't evident yet. But they wanna their doctors want them in compression to make sure that lymphedema doesn't become a problem. Um, and then and on the latter side of things, so if the lymphedema is present and there is swelling, then well, you know, we see those patients and get them in garments that can help reduce and manage that over time.
1: Right, right. Now, um, what about uh, you know? You mentioned athletes. It seems like athletes are wearing compression a lot more than they used to. Um, is, is there a particular reason for that? Is it is it just to prevent fatigue? Are they are they having um, better performance as a result of using compression?
0: That is a great question. Um, you know, I I'm not sure as far as what is kind of in the athletic research world right now on compression, um, I do know that, like you said, a lot of athletes are wearing it for that recovery, um, or even during their athletic events, just to, you know, increase that blood flow and keep things pumping and making sure that their muscles are getting enough oxygen and, you know, all that good stuff that comes along with that, you know, the compression um, can can really just be a benefit for athletes. Um, and then, Also like people who are just on their feet all day. So nurses, teachers, warehouse workers, I mean, you name it. You know, there's so many people who are just running around all day long and get those tired, achy legs at the end of the day. We see a lot of those people who are just like, help me out, help my legs feel better. Um, And a lot of times compression can, can do that. Just that little assistance, that little extra pressure to help push everything up and out. Right, really helpful. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find that people really lose a lot of joint range of motion too. And, and oftentimes it's not because the joint is stiff and tight, but it's because the joints are full and you'll, you'll hear patients say that a lot. You know, you ask them, well, why do you feel you can't bend your knee? Um, and they'll be like, well, it just feels... Full. It's not really painful, it's not really sharp, um, there's not really a firm end feel there, it's kind of soggy, um, but oftentimes it's it's that swelling, and it seems like compression really seems to help with that. Um, we we do, you know, compression oftentimes to prevent DVT in the lower extremity, do you ever do compression after somebody has developed a DVT, is it helpful in that situation?
0: Yeah, and and that is one thing that we're always very cautious of in terms of making sure that the provider is, you know, in agreement that this is a good idea. Um, there are certainly situations where, you know, certain contraindications of compression may make it something that could even be dangerous to wear. Um, so it is always a good idea to, you know, if there's any other health issues going on, um, to consult with the PCP or, you know, whatever provider they might be dealing with, um, just to make sure that it is going to be safe um, because, you know. Compression for DVTs can be a great thing, Um, but also if, you know, it can dislodge and, you know, have it come up somewhere and cause an issue like pulmonary or anything like that, just something for their doctors to be aware of and on board with for sure.
1: So for the the people out there who are listening who prescribe compression garments, how do you know to ask for just an off-the-shelf garment or have it professionally fitted?
0: Yeah, so off the shelf garments are in theory designed to fit about 80% of the population. So in reality, I mean, I think a lot of people can kind of just assume um, that they can fit in off the shelf. And if then when they come in, we always take measurements and we'll determine at that point if, in fact, if their measurements are kind of off of those charts where You know, maybe they're larger than the largest size, which happens plenty, Um, or maybe their measurements are just a little wonky. So, you know, like the calf and the ankle don't kind of align in one category or one size. Then those are other situations where we look to custom. Um, And then also for people who are maybe really advanced with a condition like lymphedema, where, you know, their legs are getting. kind of tough, like when you touch it, it's hard or um, fibrotic, or if they start to develop any type of discoloration, flaky skin, those kinds of things. um, Sometimes custom garments are necessary, not just because of the size, but because of the containment and able to provide a different weave of the fabric to help address that issue.
1: Now, what about the amount of compression? Um, There are different amounts of compression from really, really light to really heavy compression. Um, How do we know how much to prescribe when it comes to to that part?
0: So if a person is ambulatory, walking around, kind of going about daily activities, um, the typical go-to is going to be what they call 20 to 30 millimeters of mercury and that's essentially just a moderate strength of compression um for some people who maybe would have trouble getting that on or they just don't quite need as much of that that strength um, then we consider garments in the 15 to 20 20- and the way you would really know if you need something stronger than that moderate 20 to 30, um, it's not super common to go higher, um, but then that next level up is 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury. And those strong compression levels are, are pretty much reserved for patients who are, as I mentioned, kind of more progressed on their diagnosis, whether that's the lymphedema or venous insufficiency, where they just need that extra pressure.
1: Sure. Sure. Now we know how difficult these things are to put on and take off any tips on how to make life a little easier for patients who are trying to get these on, especially if they're alone, or even if they do have somebody helping them put it on. Um, And I I know it's hard to not demonstrate this on a podcast that is audio, but uh, any tips on how to get these things on better?
0: Yeah, so we I mean, you're, you hit it spot on, Paul. You know, I think there are so many people out there that struggle with the getting on and the getting off or one or the other. Um, you know, we hear a lot of people say, well, I can get them on. On, but there's no way I could get them off, or or vice versa. And um, you know they can be tricky. And so as part of our services here at MedCorp, we always, um, when patients are in for measurements, we'll let them try the garments on, and we give them instructions and tips and tricks that can make that process easier. Um, You know, just different ways to hold and open the stocking, putting it on and, you know, working the fabric, just all those kind of little little things that can be helpful. And then if those, um, or if that information alone isn't enough to make that process you know, easy for them. They There's actually a whole world of donning and doffing devices for compression. Um, so everything kind of ranging from rubber gloves that just give you some extra grip power and let you be able to pull up that fabric and manipulate it much easier than just your bare hands could, um, all the way up to um, like donning cages that will allow you to put stockings on them and then use them to push your leg into. So again, kind of hard to vocalize. Um, <laughs> I wish I could show you, but um, just knowing that there is a whole world of those devices out there that can that can be helpful. Um, you know, we'll always take the time with patients to make sure they are equipped with a way to be able to handle these things themselves.
1: I I think the education, the patient education around the donning and doffing is probably the most important part of using a compression garment because what I find is that if, they, if they're having a hard time, if they're having a struggle, they're not going to be compliant utilizing the garment. And, and I think compliance is massive when it comes to, um, you know, getting them better and sticking with the program so that swelling can go down and then maybe you can get into a smaller stocking or a lower compression stocking. And, um, you know, and, and if, they, if they can't be compliant and that swelling continues, um, what, what are the ill effects to having chronic swelling?
0: Yeah, I mean, chronic swelling can can do a whole host of things to the body. I mean, you know, from just pure discomfort, like you were saying, that tightness, that just uncomfortable feeling um, can nag over time and, and really cause some functional issues. Um, and then if you let it go too long with, you know, a diagnosis like lymphedema, then it really starts to get to the point where you know, it's not out of control because there's always things that can be done to help it, but you just don't want it to get to a point where, you know, you're needing to maybe go into a program and have like, you know, um, treatment where you're staying for multiple days and having them do a lot of different procedures. Um, when a lot of the times that can be, you know, um, I guess, addressed sooner. And if compression can just get on the body sooner, then it can be managed. And, um, you know, if it gets to the point where it just continues to swell and swell, um, it gets some of those symptoms that I mentioned, like the kind of flaky dry skin, the discoloration, um, and sometimes people can develop open wounds as well. So the skin starts to break open and leak um, lymphatic fluid. Sometimes it opens and bleeds. Um, and those can be really, really a hard thing to, to get close and to heal. Um, so addressing it, you know, as soon as you can from the start is always the best manner for, for these.
1: Right. Uh, any, um, are, are there certain factors or I don't know, uh, traits to a sock that benefit people better than others?
0: Yeah. So, um, it's amazing like I said the world of compression is huge so there really are um, garments for everyone so there's like cotton type of material that would be essentially your traditional sock Um, and then there's also more like nylon garments that are more stocking like Um, and a big feature that kind of to your point of different features for different people, um, the silicone band is a huge one that we see for people can make a a, a really big difference. So some garments don't have it. um, And then other garments right at the top where if you're thinking about a knee high, so to speak, right at the top of that garment, there's gonna be about two inches of these little silicone beads. And what that does is hug the calf so that it's, the stocking's not gonna slip down and drive you nuts all day. Um, and it, it just tends to stay in place better and the rigidity helps it so the stocking doesn't quite dig in, which is a lot of people's complaint with compression.
1: Yeah, I think having that wide top also is very important, um, you know, and one that doesn't roll back onto itself and act like a tourniquet. Um, I, I saw a gentleman exactly. yesterday who had considerable swelling in the lower extremity. and didn't even realize that he had that swelling. But when we took his sock off, there was probably a one inch difference from where his sock was to the outer layer of the skin above the sock. So it was really causing a a tourniquet like effect. Um, I I put a compression sock on him. It looked much better. It was really dissipating the pressure a lot better. And that wide top that stays up, I think is is super helpful. And, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of people have a hard time getting, you know, uh, all of that swelling out of the leg. So I think it's important to identify, you know, where that swelling is. If it's, if it's up beyond the knee, I think we need to get into thigh high. And I think if it's above mm-hmm. the elbow, we need to go, you know, to the shoulder and, uh, really identify, you know, where do we want to push the swelling to? And, uh, I think that's important too, when, when looking at, uh, compression. Um, so is there anything else that you think our listeners should need to know about in regards to compression garments?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the big thing that we talk about here is there, there really is just such a misconception about compression out there. So a lot of people, when they walk in the door, they're already grumpy or angry or, you know, nervous about the experience with compression. And a lot of times that's because they've had a bad experience in the past, um, whether that's, you know, they went and just bought a pair that matched their shoe size, because, you know, who who would know any better if you were just looking to, to try something and figure out what works. Um, or, you know, if they were maybe fit somewhere else where the people didn't really take the measurements or whatever it may be. Um, And so it's such a pleasure to bring them in and sit them down and really take those detailed measurements and then put them in a a garment that a sock, a stocking um, that feels good. And so it's just I think that's really the big thing that is kind of a take home um, that we like to tell people is just give it a chance, um, because if you're in a well fitting compression garment, it should feel good. Um, it should feel comfortable and it should help you with what you're dealing with. So, you know, it's such an opportunity to be able to show people that that is a possibility and that they don't always have to be painful or uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah, we'll always take the time and make sure someone has something that they want to wear.
1: Right. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So if, if our viewers had any questions for you uh, in regards to compression or the types of compression they should be using with a patient or, um, you know, or, or just had some general questions, how could they get in touch with you?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I can be reached or any of the fitters here can be reached by phone 207 222 28 eight um, is the number for MedCorp. And when we're not in appointments, we are at our desks, um, on our computers, on our phones. So, you know, we can always take the time to talk with people, um, even if they just have questions about the products in general. And then also I can be reached at email by H-H-O-O-B-L-E-R at M-E-D-C-O. O-R-P-R-O.com. So I always spell it because my last name is a little tricky. Uh, You got it right on the first try, Paul. So I was very impressed with that.
1: (laughs) Well, what I'll do is I'll make sure to put your your number and um, an email address in the link. Uh, in the show notes okay and so that way people can have it if they want they can just jump right there and get it and um, and I really appreciate you taking the time today um, to come on to the show and and give us a little insight on compression Um, and thank you so much for being here today.
0: Oh yeah thank you and just to add too I mean we do all I mean we love appointments because it just makes sure that there's a room and a fitter available um, to see the patient and spend the time with them. But we also see walk-ins. So if anyone ever wants to stop by as well, um, we're at 152 US Route 1 in Scarborough, right behind Lois's Natural Market. So we're happy to talk to you and see you whenever. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for having me, Paul. I, I really appreciate your time and it's always a pleasure.
1: All right. Well, thanks again. Um, And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in today to the Ortho Pal podcast. Now, don't forget to check out our new sponsor for the show. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, That is MedBridge. And um, the other thing that you need to know is that they've allowed me to offer a $175 discount for new subscribers to their service, which I just signed up for. And I'll tell you what, I should have done it a long time ago. Now, I give live lectures, um, and they typically are, you know, 250 to $235 uh, for a one-day lecture. And when you're done at the end of the day, you're kind of done. Um, and MedBridge has figured out how to do online courses in the comfort of your own home. And you can watch up to 1500 courses. And the subscription is for a whole year. Um, And so they're allowing us to offer $135 off to new subscribers. And um, the link will be in the show notes, just be sure to use the uh, the coupon code OEP when you're checking out uh, to get that discount. And if you have any questions regarding Medbridge, just let me know, be more than happy. But I I just want to welcome them on with. Us. I think it's going to be a great collaboration along with uh, MedCorp. And um, until next time, folks, be good to each other, learn a lot, and take care.
0: We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.